Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I got a great, this is going to be a great two hours for all of you out here. Uh, For me, it's one hour with Emma, Emma Farrell. Um, and it's talking about something, (laughs) Benny, you're going to relate to this. It's talking about something that this girl from New York city, the Bronx probably never imagined in a million years that I would be able to have a halfway intelligent conversation with Emma Farrell, just Emma Farrell, just like, even like a little bit of a conversation, just a little bit. And when you grow up in a place where your dad takes a look at the yard, so this is my yard here, you all can't see it, but if you were looking over there, you'd see this yard. And you'd see, I I put little gardens over there and I got a gardener. My dad got one of his buddies to bring in a cement truck and cemented all the grass. But The minute I started to do this show in 2003, and even before that, I had experiences with one of my mentors, incredible woman, and my first trip into the desert where I thought there was nothing in the desert that actually lived. And then I was shocked to see what the plant life in the desert is really like. But here's what is so exciting about Emma and her book, Journey with Plant Spirits. Here's what I love about how Linda sets people up for the show. So I'm just going to hold up the book for a minute right there. And Jacob, you've got, you've got, uh, you've got pictures of the book. Yeah. Okay. When you come down with a mystery disease, like I did, and I have to call it a mystery disease. And I know my healing friends are going to like email me and like, don't say disease. But when your body starts to break down and the regular things, you know, let's just call it conventional medicine. I don't know what else to call it. But when those things don't work and you happen to live in the Pacific Northwest, the home of Bastyr University, Dr. Darvish, all the people that practice natural medicine, all the people like our friends that own an herbal store, you take a walk on a pathway that enables me to be so excited about Emma's book. Because what I discovered along the way to becoming who I am today is that if we don't believe we can communicate and work with plants and tree spirits and can do it for not just healing, but our personal development, our spiritual connect, then boy, we are missing on the majestic, absolutely majestic energy of the universe that was given to us in such an abundant gift. We're missing out. So any chance I get to do a show like this, I'm all over it. I want you to meet Emma, plantconsciousness.com, plant spirit healer, a shamanic teacher, co-founder of groundbreaking London event, plant consciousness. You're going to hear why in today's world, her message and her book has never, ever, ever been more important. Emma, it's great to have you. Oh, thank you, Pat. That was a beautiful introduction. And, and thank you for inviting me onto your show. It's an honor. And I'm not kidding. If you'd have come on when I first started the show in 2003, um, I probably wouldn't have some of the questions I have. But when I'm away, like I've been away for about four weeks now, uh, back with family. um, And I say to Jessica, please don't forget to water my plants. 
please don't forget to talk to the plants, water the plants. They hear you. Everybody looks at me like I've lost my mind. But somewhere along the way, we get tapped by the energy of this. And I want to know from you, in your own words, in your own journey, something about this passion and purpose you have for helping us all understand this better touched your heart. I don't know if it touched it by something traumatic or were you just born to love the green? <laughs> well, I think we all are, aren't we? <laughs> I hope we remember that. <laughs> well, that, and that's the, that's the perfect point. When we start to open ourselves up to the natural world in this kind of consciousness way and this understanding that there is a, a cross-communication across species communication that's possible we're actually just remembering it we're not actually creating something new that's why it can touch certain people in in certain ways because they've probably had past lives where they've done that or you know got indigenous lineages or, or or just simply that our ancestors just used to live in such a much more symbiotic way with nature and so for me, I had to live in the desert myself for nine years to realize, oh, I really miss nature and I was getting quite sick and depressed. And then when I'd fly home to uh, my mum's in, in France um, I, and, and I'd be on all this lush, beautiful environment, I suddenly would be enlivened again. And it just kind of struck me how important nature is. And so because I've been on a spiritual path most of my life, I've been a meditator since I was 14 and I've been a seeker of truth. Um, I've always wanted to find out what makes me tick. I've always felt like I was boxed in in my mind. So I studied Buddhism and meditation um, to understand myself better because I felt that I wasn't operating or functioning to my full capacity or potentiality. And so um, once I was kind of um, on that path and, and deeply on that path then and, and realized that I, I really needed nature, I realized that actually, um, you know, you can speak to nature. And I had some quite profound experiences with some stronger plants. And, and this just opened me up to the idea of communicating with all of nature and all of plants and trees. And once I did, I realized that actually this is our true spirituality. There isn't any name for it really you know we have to label it but you know there isn't any name for it it's just who we are we're part of nature we are nature mm -hmm. and so nature is our direct connection to source because it is the pure expression of mother nature and of source energy and so I didn't I suddenly didn't need all the the dogma from the Buddhist tradition, et cetera, which even, you know, the essence of it is so beautiful, but I could just talk directly to the, to spirit in my back garden. And that was the beauty of it for me. I realized that yeah. we've lost such a deep connection to nature, yeah. but we can all do it in our backyard. I love this. And not only do I love what you just shared, because this is such a message for our time. You know, I, I spend a lot of time, I coach women, but I spend a lot of time, you know, sometimes not breathing and hitting the pause button. I talked about this yesterday on the show, the magic of hitting the pause button and hitting the pause button and reveling in the nature bound beauty and power that is around us. And I was really struck by this and pre preparing to talk with you because I, as I was reading the book again, I, I hit so many different things that I did want to touch upon um, that I missed the first time through the book. And that is the magic of this and how the magic of this has been in so many thousands of years of our, of our ancestry and our lineage. I mean, I, I was really struck by... Um, I, and and I, I really had fun with the, 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 the part of the book where you talk about the Celtic traditions, and which has become extremely popular these days. But in the end, you talk about operating from wholeness. And it's so hard to imagine, right, Emma, how well we have gotten from how well we have, have gotten away from wholeness you know we could spend time in our society in any given day and not take a moment to take off our shoes and walk on the grass 
just for 20 seconds or not even think about it. How powerful in your words, and of course, in the many words in your book, how powerful is our journey with plant spirits? What can we learn from what we've learned and perhaps forgotten? Well, the first thing really is on, on the inward journey is to look at ourselves. And so it's very easy to want to get answers for, for what's going on in the world. But actually, our, what the plants teach is that our external world is a reflection of our inner world. And so whatever's happening in our life is a reflection of what's happening on, uh, to us on our inner planes. And so the beauty and magic of plants is that they reflect our consciousness back at us. So you can ask the plants and the trees anything and they will tell you the truth. It's probably the last bastion of truth we've got left in this world yeah. are the plants and the trees and the mountains and the rivers. And so we can, we can, if we've got an issue, if we've got an emotional issue, if we're suffering with kind of some depression or we're suffering with frustration or anger issues or what, whatever the, the issue is, there'll be an answer for that in nature because each plant or tree carries its own unique frequency, its own frequency, well, its own collection of frequencies. And so in the book, it teaches you how to look at this energetic framework or this mixture of frequencies within each plant and tree so you can understand which tree will be good for you according to what issue you've got. I love this. I want to make sure everybody here, I want to make sure you all know, you can find out specifically about the book by going to the website journey. It's this journeys with an S journeys with an S with plantspirits.com. That's one way. The other way to really look at this is to go directly to Emma's site. And I want to make sure you have that because it is like amazing. You can subscribe to her newsletter and just be be on top of what she's sharing. And so you can decide it's plantconsciousness.com. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, what do you want to know? Is there a plant energy or a plant spirit you want to find out more about? I know there's one for me. There's actually two for me. 1-800-930-2819 or type your question over in Facebook and Jacob or Olivia will make sure we get it. But have you wondered why you're drawn to something? And it could be something even like a tincture. And there's a very specific tincture I'm drawn to. My naturopath doesn't understand it, but she doesn't fight with me anymore. When we come back, are our plants talking to us with us in advance of a remedy we may need? That's what Emma's going to talk about when we come back, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. 
Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Okay, great book. Uh, Journeys with Plant Spirits. I have three copies, Benny, uh, to give away. (laughs) Olivia, if you're monitoring social media as well, um, I want to get at that right away. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. And I just want to give a shout out for generosity from our friends at Inner Traditions and especially Manzanita. Thank you, Manzanita who knows us very well, for, first of all, um, inviting Emma to join on the show today, uh, because we're in a time now where we really do need to look at and embrace some of the wisdom traditions, I believe. Um, And your book, it doesn't really leave much untouched, but I want to get back. I, I, I know later on, I want to talk about the plant medicine wheel. So definitely that, but I want to get back to something I said before the break. And that is, can we take time to, to really lean into what we resonate with? During the break, I, I shared my roses with you and a particular color and Everybody that knows me knows that I've got to have roses around. I don't know why. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know the energy of them. I just know that there's something about them. The other thing for me is I also mentioned to you, I don't care what form it comes in. I must have a past life with juniper. (laughs) But well, isn't could this be sort of a normal thing to, to do is to, re- isn't this, see, we think it's abnormal to relate to things like this, but your book says it's so natural, right? Yeah, it's all about resonance. When we work with plants and trees, the whole thing is about resonance and frequency. So when you get attracted to um, a particular plant or flower, it, it feels like it's calling you. And so th- there might be something in, you know, we have to pay attention. It's all about paying attention to the detail and the more subtle things that come to us. That's the more shamanic side of things. But also, you know, when we work with essences, flower essences, you know, sometimes it's just you you take the essence, the one that you're you resonate with, the one that's kind of jumping out at you, you know, and um, and so yeah, and and then of course we can have. Um, past lives where we were very connected to certain especially trees you know oak is a really strong um, connection for me I seem to connect to that tree very easily and so I think well I must have a karmic connection to that tree so (laughs) so of course you know why not (laughs) you know I want to just pick up on something in your book may I read this from your book would you mind of course if I read this Um, um, I just want to tell everybody that's going to get a copy of the book and we're given three copies of away right now 1-800-930-2819. And Charlene, go ahead and call in again. Um, And and I want to just read this and it comes right before uh, becoming the plant medicine wheel, right? And I love this. I actually wrote it down to remind myself. And what you say is the mantra of plant spirit healing is to know thyself in all aspects and dimensions, in every moment of every day, to live a full and deeply meaningful life. Knowing yourself means 
having the awareness of both your ancestral lineage, where your genes come from, and your spiritual lineage, the trajectory that your eternal self has taken to arrive to this present moment. So we're a combination of both of those things, you know, our genes, where do our genes come from? Where, who are our ancestors? You know, where, what's our family name, you know, but then our soul has taken a different trajectory perhaps. And we, you know, perhaps we have been our ancestors as well. So that's where they can kind of cross over, but um, you know, our soul, where, where is the beginning? Where have we come from? You know, there's a lot of kind of interest in um, off-planet uh, star origins at the moment, isn't there? But, um, you know, there are people who come from different dimensions and interdimensions, um, the other world, for example. And so, um, you know, we, we can go back to our mythological past with this if you want, you know, if you want mm -hmm. to go that far back. But at least when I'm talking about know thyself, it's just at least know what are your significant past lives, because they are the power that you bring into this life they are the kind of probably the main karmas you have to deal with in this life mm -hmm. and so just exploring our present self and where our blockages are we can understand us because we're, we're mm -hmm. we are a result of all of those things so yeah. just by looking at ourselves in the present moment we can understand ourselves in in our past as well I'm starting to do that more and more, but I love the way that you presented the invitation in this book. And especially, and there's so much more in the book I could read from, but I needed to get to this part to kind of set this up for the medicine wheel. And Charlene, we were, we're going to get right to you. Charlene's uh, one of our callers, because one of the things you say that I, I'm an underliner, like I underline and I write on books. Um, mystery is what lies at the depth of, you, of the human soul. Without mystery, we would not be driven to uncover the truths that lie beneath the layers of dust in the attic of our mind. Mm. It is such a powerful statement. And if, and if we could take maybe only five minutes a day to really take that in, what can we imagine, Emma? How would our lives perhaps change? What would be some of the insights we might get to get rid of lack and scarcity and just know we are so coddled in so many ways. Well, you know, if we really stripped back and, and shone the torch into all those kind of dark recesses of our mind and stripped away all those fears and doubts we have about ourselves and we start to look at our eternal spirit, that soul aspect, that, that, that eternal aspect of ourselves, then we realize how truly amazing we are and we wouldn't have half of the yeah. Uh, problems that we have in the world you know because we are all angelic we're all divine you know we're all very very powerful and we've just been kind of for, we've been squashed and we've forgotten over the eons of time we've been here and reincarnated here but yeah if we can if we can really work with the plants to help show us these these dusty corners then then we can really do some transformational work and that's that's the beauty of the plants they help us to kind of have these evolutionary leaps yeah we're going to talk a lot more about that but i want to go to the phones i want to just uh, uh benny is it okay can we bring charlene on before the yeah, break she's please? there go ahead hi charlene welcome to the show how can we help you today happy new year happy Happy New Year to both of you, uh, to everybody. Uh, I actually collect, there's two specific plants, and I, I was just wondering, like, this book is really exciting because, like, I'm so drawn to plants, but these are my favorite plants, and I actually we, I'm going to be buying some more today. But um, the bonsai and uh, the money tree. I just love them. Like I usually have two in the house at all times. Okay. Um, what was your question? <laughs> Would you like to know well, more about them or, or what's attracting yeah, you? Yeah, I'd like to know more about the, especially the bonsai. Like it's, okay. it's because they are pretty picky. You, you have to know how to keep them alive and stuff. But the energy that comes from it. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, bonsais are quite... Um, they're not the most happiest plants, unfortunately, because they are, they've been kind of constricted 
um i mean and then there's many types of bonsai aren't there there's, there's the many types of trees yeah. that are, are and plants created into bonsai but because they've not been allowed their their true expression and their true to to express their true gesture then they're kind of really constricted so you might find it's quite if you want to talk to your plant you might find it's quite difficult to talk to the bonsai that it doesn't really speak or communicate that well um, because it, they're not the happiest plants. You, you might have a bonsai that is very happy. You know, I'm not saying this, it's not a stereotype. We can't stereotype plants either. No. Um, however, with your, your money tree, then um, this will be a much more um, talkative plant, I imagine. And um, although I've not worked with money, uh, money uh, plant myself, um, it's very easy to just kind of sit down and... Uh, and, and just get yourself into a nice meditative state, you know, a calm, sink into your heart. We communicate to plants through the heart. So really make sure you think about something you're really grateful for and that gets you beautifully into the heart. And then just, just see what happens. Just allow yourself to open up to the money plant and see, see what it says. And when we, when we have plants that are used to being around humans and money plants really are, you know, because they've been worked with for, for good luck and abundance, et cetera, then the spirit of the plant is much more talkative and communicative. So um, you should find it fairly easy to communicate. So um, good luck. You know what I'm really struck by with both of those two plants? And we could, we could talk about this a little bit. My understanding of both plants is they're Asian. They come from the Asian culture. And I'm, I'm using that very broadly because it's a very broad, but there's a Chinese money plant, and I don't know which one you have. But it's so fascinating that out of all the plants Charlene could have selected, th this, is what, this is what really gets me excited, right? If they truly come from that culture, I wonder what Charlene's relationship is with that culture. You see what I'm saying, Charlene? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Is it our ancestors? It's, um, that would be my money would tree add. has grown to uh, almost six feet tall. One, and and that one of them. And I just got wow. another one. So um, my money tree is very happy. <laughs> wow. You know, it's fascinating. Yeah. We're going to talk about this when we come back. I'm going to leave this odd note. I'm going to let Emma think about this. I have a really abundant, we call it a spider plant. I don't know why we call it that, but it's called that. And it has so many little babies on it. And somebody said to me the other day, I'm not surprised. Aren't you the one that won't kill spiders? Aren't you the one that will pick a spider up and take a spider outside even if you have to walk 30 feet to do that, Pat, isn't that you? Now, I don't know the relationship between a spider and that plant. I just find it now more interesting to explore what Emma calls the mystery. Because there's a curiosity to know oneself. Out of all the plants that I have, and I have quite a few, that one just unbelievably just wants as a matter of fact when i came back i had a couple of people over and they just like i gotta cut the babies off here you gotta give us some of your babies when we come back what are you relating to but more importantly how do we take this energy as emma has done so beautifully in the book i love this part of the book when we come back charlene get ready for this we're going to talk about the medicine wheel. We're going to talk about the plant medicine wheel, which we don't really talk about ever. But Emma's got this going on. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. 
Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. Guess what? You don't need to wait until the new year to set new goals for yourself. Hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, the host of Awareness to Action, and I'm taking this concept to a whole new level. I've developed a program to take your awareness to action in 90 days. Let me introduce you to your day one. Day one can start any day you choose, so why not now? We will use powerful brainstorming, mastermind, visioning, and goal-setting techniques to open your awareness of what you really want in your life and take action with intention to get there. Choose to work with me one-on-one or in a small group. Let's connect, lift each other up, and hold each other accountable. I'm offering a free consult to design your program. Visit my site, peacefullyhealing.com, to connect with me, and let's find out when your day one will begin. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I'm just going to Jacob, you don't mind if I do this. I know Jacob and Olivia, you all are producing the video, the TV version of this, but I just want to hold this up. Okay. And then when you go to, there are two websites, actually, Emma, let's get them both websites. I know, I know Inner Traditions has put up a website just for the book, but then I really want people to connect with you because what you've created is a forum. And if they subscribe to your newsletter, there's just so many ways that people can continue to learn about the power of this. Would you mind sharing how people can do that with you, please? Yeah, sure. So on plantconsciousness.com, I've got various ways in which people connect with me, depending on what they're looking for. So I've got an online course where they can just kind of learn how to put that the book into action um, through through kind of video teachings. Um, I've got a, a healing service where I can help people. I, I do healings for my clients and clearings with my plant spirit team. Um, and then I've got an apothecary where you can experience the plant spirits for yourself through uh, vibrational plant remedies. So, yeah. And I want to just, when you go to, when you go to plantconsciousness.com website, there's a way for you to look at the other publications you could also look at one of my favorite to really talk about. We're going to get into this right now when we talk about, you know, the plant medicine wheel, energy field clearings. And, you know, th- there's so much that we can learn from this. But in addition to that, you're going to be able to look at shamanic training, remote healings. Please just go there and just take a look. There's just so many things, not to mention it's a beautiful site, just beautiful <laughs> site. I want to know what Thank the plant you. is on your site. I, I, oh, I want to know the, what that image is. That's mugwort. And th- this is the spirit of mugwort here behind me. So mugwort, uh, Artemisia vulgaris. So sage is Artemisia tridentata. And so we have our, our native Artemisia yeah. is, is mugwort. Okay. So she's my, one of my main allies and main plant spirits. And she's amazing. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk. And I, I know that we... I want you to speak really pretty much for the rest of the show. (laughs) I was struck by the chapter six becoming the plant medicine wheel because it goes on. And as I went on and I looked at it and I went back and thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you enough for putting a chart in the book. (laughs) Sorry. 
I'm a Virgo, so I like charts and boxes. Yes, I thought of you and Linda. Linda's like a triple Virgo. I'm a quadruple Sagittarius, so I don't even know why I asked that. I'm Um, triple Virgo, too. (laughs) This would be a spreadsheet Linda would put together. But I love it because as I was reading through, I wanted to ask you, what led you to discover slash create slash become the voice for this powerful plant medicine wheel. And I say powerful because I've been doing this since 2003 and I've read a lot of books, but this is the first time that I picked something up and I've seen that there's a way for me and others to integrate the individual things that they may have into this very powerful medicine wheel. How did this come to you? Um, I've just had great teachers, but I've also been practicing it continuously for 10 years before I even wrote the book, you know, and doing a lot of inner work and and working with the plants continuously. So, um, so yeah, I, I learned um, a lot just from tuning into the native traditions of my islands, the British Isles, yeah. you know, we have a really rich culture of, oh. of magical traditions of shamanic uh, Celtic shamanic tradition and uh, folklore and the other world. And so, um, you know, when I'd lived overseas for, for about 15 years, when I got back and it was the land that called me back, I just came back and sank back into the land and just consumed a lot of plants and just spent a lot of time with them, learned how to, um, you know, I had a great teacher like Pam Montgomery, who, who is based in Vermont, and she taught me how to do plant diets where you spend yeah. a certain amount of time with a particular plant, just consu- just consuming that plant. And then putting it into the context of the medicine wheel, so we, we into the context of ritual. And so when we approach the plants, our common native plants, through this ritualistic process, they come alive. They they really you you enter into a really dynamic process with them um, when you work with the medicine wheel and this ritualistic and cer- ceremonial process. It so, is ceremonial. One of the things you say in the book, and I apologize in advance if I misquote it because I couldn't find the exact words, is that you talk about the medicine will lay out and, and thank you because it is it is Celtic. And or at least that's what I read. You talk about it creating, I believe you call it the foundation of sacredness, 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 yeah. sacredness, sacredness. <laughs> sacredness. Yeah, sacred. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because my first vision quest, my mentor was very clear about how to create the wheel. Not not nitpicky clear, but when you enter it, make sure you close the door. Now, I'm not going to take time during the show to talk about what that experience was like, but I had never experienced anything quite like that. Can we talk about the importance of, of... foundational sacredness yeah so um we've forgotten what sacredness is in the west and so when we get back to these indigenous practices where they are you immerse yourself in them um you know we can start to come back into our integrity our true integrity back to our true self and we ourselves are sacred but the plants teach us that by approaching them in this sacred way, this really respectful way, this nurturing way, this um, that they and, and they really don't let us get away with anything. You know, we, we, yeah. we get told off if we if we're not being uh, in our integrity and not being respectful, then, um, you know, it, it really helps us get back into the, the parts of ourselves that we've, we've lost and so what the medicine wheel does is that we, you know, when you open a sacred space and you call in those seven directions, which is a, a tradition, you know, that in, in many cultures, you're, you're calling in all of the known universe, you're calling in all of the, all of the, all that is, basically. And so what that does is it amplifies the energy in which you're sat, but it also makes it a safe space for you. So if you understand the directions and the qualities of the directions, um, you know, so we've got air in the east, and that's all about the mind, and it's very all about fluidity, and it's it's you know the, the birds live in the the east and the air, etc. And so they carry the quality of the air element. 
then you move down to the south and you've got the fire element and and so each of the plants as well they carry these qualities and they express these elements and directions and qualities of these directions in their own unique way and so we can bring in the plants to protect the and, and learn how to work with the plants to create this medicine wheel and build up this medicine wheel of plant allies so that we can build a stronger and stronger space so we can do stronger and deeper inner work and, and deeper and deeper transformation so the and, and so that's so the deeper you go and the more you work with the medicine wheel in this way um that just the more your inner landscape expands the more you understand yourself better the more you understand your place in the world better but and the more you understand your power better and your true power and and, and your sacredness like you say you know i uh, we got, I love talking about this and I want to really talk a little bit more detail about the medicine wheel. Um, you know, there's so much more in the book as well. And I want to make sure we mention it. You know, one of the things we talk about is awakening or you talk about in your book, uh, awakening mythos or awakening and then an emotional balance. So you not only give us this aspect for us to incorporate in our daily lives, but you take us through philosophies throughout the book to help us understand. Now, why is this important to me? When I moved into this house in May, it was a very unexpected move. I didn't expect to move ever. When I moved here, they could not, my friends who were moving in boxes and boxes of things, did not understand how absolutely focused slash obsessed I was with the land and how I kept talking about, I'm gonna put a sacred garden and altar there, and then I'm gonna plant there. And then in the front, I'm going to do there. And they just looked at me and thought, you gotta be kidding. We have a truck filled with stuff that's gotta go in a house that we don't know where to put it. And you're, and you're planting gardens. After reading your book, here's what I realized, and maybe you can help all of us with this. I don't know that I was planning gardens. Each of the places that I ultimately did things, they were in different directions. Mm. I didn't say that. So I just want to be clear. I didn't say, that's the East, that's what I'm going to do. I, I didn't go through that process, or that's the West, or over in the East, I'm going to put Mother Mary over there. I didn't do it. How much of our inner knowing gets ignited? And I don't mean just I woke up today, but our past lives. See, I want to get back to what you said, because both the medicine wheel and then the philosophies you share with us, they seem to ignite things. Can you talk to that? Yeah, so um, a couple of different things to say okay. there is that the okay. more you work with plants and the more you recognize and learn more about yourself the more you clean your energy field because our energy field is is our mind you know the mind body energy field is it's all one you know mm -hmm. I know we separate them out but it's, it's all one and so the more that we, we work we do with the plants the more we, we rewild ourselves then the cleaner and higher vibration is our energy field and so therefore, the sharper is our intuition, the more in contact with our intuition we are, the more in contact we are with our higher self, because there's not that those blockages there in the energy field to prevent that intuition and those connections and, and messages and inspirations coming through. So, um, so that's one thing. Um, and so uh, the more we work with plants, the stronger that becomes. So we can just operate from this place of higher mind without even really realizing it. It just becomes normal. And so what you were doing is just tuning in just to your higher self. It's just like, oh, that's what I'm going to need. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be um, rational. It doesn't have to be kind of logical. It just is. And and it's all it's yeah. all fine. And then the other thing is that we receive inspiration from the plants and trees themselves as well. So especially plants which are solar plants like St. John's wort or the oak. These are plants that are associated with the sun. And so they're in, in, associated with inspiration and creativity and the light of joy. And so these are all very uplifting and, and joyous uh, in, in inspirational things that can come to us so yes they, it comes from the plants and then it, it comes from ourselves as well 
You know, there's something uh, I'm reading your book, and I will say this is something that I become more and more aware of as I look back, especially moving in here. Um, I had to make sure that what I planted was watered. I, I mean, what do I mean by that is, it wasn't going to be okay for me to let a day or two go by to a plant I, I just planted that I knew I had to water. So I would water. Um, and it's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of an odd thing, because a lot of times in the summer, we don't water things, we just let things die. I didn't overuse the water, but, but I was so drawn to make sure in the front that I planted an evergreen or some type of evergreen. Now my backyard, you can't see it. Beautiful evergreen. I got a tree. I got three trees out here. I can't even imagine how old these trees are. But there's something about the energy of this that is healing. And that's what I found. Your book talks to that. I got a question that just came in from June. Uh, thank you, June. Thank you for your question. And it's actually two two part question. It's great. Could you? I'm like you, Dr. Pat. Everybody abbreviates, so I apologize. I'm like you, Dr. Pat. I'm afraid of making a mistake. Can you ask M, Emma, you? Okay. Is there a wrong? Is there a wrong way to do a medicine wheel? Am I making it too big? Am I making it too small? I don't. I don't know where I picked up these phobias. But can you give us some guidance on how to go about this? And if there are guidelines, I love sure. that question. Yeah, well, then you can't really go wrong, to be honest. Um, but you just have to make sure that it's manageable for you. So everybody's got a different amount of space. So you could just actually create a medicine wheel on a small, you know, if you've only got a small table, for example, mm -hmm. just to get an altar cloth and create a medicine wheel in, in small size. Um, you know, I've got a nice big a kind of a, a two meter by two meter medicine wheel that I use for my retreats um, and an altar cloth with a medicine wheel printed on it. So there are lots of what, yeah, it's beautiful. Lots of ways to do this. Um, and you can mark out your medicine wheel with crystals, if you like, or with objects from nature, like acorn, acorns or bits of plants. Um, and so um, you can build it that way. So it really depends on how much room you've got. Um, but, but actually, you know, whenever we're working in a magical way, and this is a magical system that we're, we're working with, it's really what we resonate with, what feels right for us. So you have a different medicine wheel in, in the States um, to what we have in the Celtic. It's similar, but slightly different because you've got a different topography, you've got a yeah. different kind of culture, etc. So your medicine wheel is slightly different and, and, and that's okay. Cause that's the, that it's for you, you know, it's your, your tradition. Um, you just will place things differently on the medicine wheel. And so there isn't a right and wrong way to do it per se. It's not like the Celtic medicine wheel is the only medicine wheel everyone <laughs> should use. Not at all. You know, people use their own magical systems. It's what's right for you. What is going to manifest for you is what you resonate with mm -hmm. and what you've created. And I want to address the second part of this, because if you get the book in the second part of the book, <clears throat> that what what you've done is you've listed, I think, 13 plants and tree spirits. And as I went through this, I was really struck. I mean, I got to dandelion and you had me. Um, but I went through and I just thought, oh, my gosh, this is so beautifully powerful. And yet I was struck by the ease by which we could call this in and do it. That's yeah, the way I mean, you wrote the book, by the way. You, you wrote it in a way that we don't have to have a PhD in this. Yeah, do. for sure. You know, this is part of our birthright. This is part of who we are. And again, when we work with the plants and we clean up our energy field, it doesn't just sharpen our intuition. It sharpens our clairvoyancy. So, um, you know, I can see the plant spirits um, on my inner eye. And so that's and so I can speak with them and communicate with them. And so they appear to me in lots of different ways that I've explained in the book and their descriptions, etc. But they teach me. And so what I've put in the book is that is what they've taught me and how I can work with them. So you might work with dandelion and I might work with dandelion and dandelion will teach us different things about uh, its healing qualities and, and, and how it could help us individually. And, and it could be quite different. And so it really is a, a process of 
discovery and kind of um, a co-creation between you and the plant spirit um, rather than you know just using a plant to help you heal from something it's a co-creation and between you you can create something really magical and, and beautiful that's unique as well and so, you know yeah. part, part of what you also talk about in the book is the symbolic nature of things and i think that's also powerful um i want to ask you i know we've only got a few minutes left but i'm very struck by how in our pop culture right now that we are so bringing forward celtic tradition now let me tell you how i mean there are more live streaming shows on things like netflix and all of those places right all of those live streaming places that have incorporated celtic traditions or have made us aware of celtic traditions but they don't really say it there's an energy that seems to be coming forward and those of us that are taking it in seem to want more of yeah, I've not noticed that, actually, um, you know, and I've not been to the States for a long, long time. So I didn't know there was this kind of resurgence or interest mm -hmm. in in Celtic traditions. But, you know, the British Isles have been known to be magical islands for yeah. millennia. And people would come here for the unique magic that's held in the rivers and the trees and the, and the unique um, otherworld connection that we have and the nature spirits and the elves and the trolls. And, you know, so we have this really strong tradition of magic here and so i'm not surprised that um you know the magic spreads to around the globe at all it's uh yeah it's a special place i'm telling you it's popping up in our pop culture i mean you could see it everywhere i mean there hardly ever isn't something mythical now that has just been created that doesn't have reference to elves i mean even in the latest disney movie the eternals they end the end of the movie they bring in an an elf energy character. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is we may not be acutely aware of it like you are, that that's what it is. But there is an energy. We want the magic, don't we? Well, maybe Tolkien was right. And, uh, you know, in, in Lord of the Rings, and, you know, that it's time for the elves and men to, to walk together again. And I think symbolically, yeah. this is saying that to, let's remember where we come from let's remember our mythological and magical selves and our connection to these magnificent beings because we need this now we need to remember who we are in this great time of transition yeah i just got a text message from one of our listeners i'm just going to read it okay dr pat truth be told you're watching witcher aren't you <laughs> i've seen that too <laughs> <laughs> You got me. Emma, thank you so much. One last question. Again, let us know how we can find out more about you. And I'd love to know your personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? My personal message is that if you want to change your world, go within. The way out is the way in. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. And, and um, yeah, you can find me at plantconsciousness.com. Thank you so much. And everybody, Thank the you. book, if you've just tuned in late, I just need to tell you, this is the book. It's available everywhere. Uh, and we'll make sure those of you that called in for the book, we will get this to you. Again, I want to thank you, Emma, for everything you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, you. I want to thank our friends at Inner Traditions, Manzanita. Thank you again. And for all of you out there, you are the best audience on the planet. I hope there's something you heard today will help you rise up and we'll help you flourish. We'll see you next time.